No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manouk, Ezra Ginsberg, and your host, Drew Mandel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now. I mean, I'm watching the video again and again. It, 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 it's nonstop. I, I don't. What, what do we call him? Is he whiplash guy? Is he neck crack guy? Like, what are we calling him? This man is famous, and I need to know what he's being referred to online after his incredible performance in the stands of tonight's Jets victory over the Detroit Red Wings. Like, uh, we they, we need to come to consensus. You two geniuses came up with the GST <laughs> line years ago, uh, along with Jay Richardson. Got to give Jay credit there as well. But what are we calling this guy with his neck cracking? neck adjustment that we saw in the third period of tonight's game neither of you not nobody well, as, he, as he's frozen for whatever reason so we've lost as but okay, uh well, maybe you know that that's uh, he, that's usually we're off to a good start there, yeah there and there goes, goes ginsburg all right all right, lost Desi. All yeah. right. solid solid beginning to this show drew you didn't even do your intro do you want to start with your intro then we'll get into it or i guess we can start with the intro I because guess i mean drew you, you haven't been on the show in a while if you're not doing an intro i know it's just not a show I, I just also you have to explain this to the people who are listening on the podcast don't have the ability to have the visual although we haven't actually shown anything so Snap people might oh i like that ba- the official intern yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not that's not bad bailey the uh, snap crackle pop guy might be what we're what we're calling him from now on we're gonna okay. go through the video in, in detail yes. on the second half of the show the nonsense half of yes. the show if you will so stay yes tuned if you don't know what we're talking about uh you know we will be showing the video and breaking it down with a telestrator <laughs> i believe that we've really gone in depth i think we've spared no expense to bring this uh, to the the viewing public that are joining us this evening. Oh, can people see that? Yeah, there you go. People can see it now. Yeah, you're oh, showing press, it on press, your phone. I'll press play again. Yeah, there you go. It's you know, it's just. I mean, it's it's an incredible maneuver. That yeah, it's just really impressive. Not sure about, but uh, we'll we'll show it in great de- greater detail on the second half of the show. But I'll start off by saying good evening, Winnipeg. Good evening, Manitoba. And for all those joining us, <laughs> I see that Spencer something saying there's a non nonsense half of the show. That's a fair point, Spencer. <laughs> good point. Uh, yeah, exactly. But I'll say good evening to everyone joining us uh this is the illegal curve post game show drew mandel dave manuk ginsburg was here uh, you had the three of us back together for all of about eight seconds and then ginsburg yeah. froze so he's going to uh he's going to come on uh very shortly uh, hopefully assuming his computer starts working again but dave m good to see you my man how are you it has been uh, a long time since we've all been back together we were briefly together last saturday but uh we are now back together again and looking forward to some post game analysis after a much-needed Jets victory over the Detroit Red Wings. I'm not sure if the 10,000-pound gorilla has been completely slain. I wouldn't say that it has, but at the no, very he's alive. Point, he's in the ba- he's in, just below me. Oh, he's below you. No, no, that's the 10,000 Ezra uh, gorilla. There's a difference there uh, between that gorilla and the other gorilla. But uh, in any event, a much-needed, easy victory. For the Winnipeg Jets tonight, you could see the sense, the feeling of relief. I'm not going to say yeah. that everything is fixed and it's uh, a cure for how this team is played. But for one night, at least, the team can feel good about themselves with a commanding 6-2 victory over the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, absolutely, Drew. And and it, it was one of those needed, you know, the joy was back in Joyland for tonight, uh, yeah. at least. And, 
you know, we, we Drew loves his out-of-town scoreboard, so I know folks were already watching to see the Vancouver Canucks are up one nothing over the Calgary Flames. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a potential, you know, significant night for Winnipeg to, we know the Predators lost yesterday to the Pittsburgh Penguins. So I think it was yesterday, though, as he's back. Yesterday. So it was yesterday. There we go. We got Ezzy back in the chat. As we were so worried about you that you were, that you were, you were so deep thinking the the question which you know as to what the name is going to be that you were you were lost to us but don't worry and for the record if anybody's confused as to what we're talking about again go on Ezzy's in uh, Twitter go on my Twitter go on the Illegal Curve Twitter or go on any of our social media on Instagram and you'll see the what we were discussing. Well, the guy was just cracking his neck like clearly like he was just stretching and had no idea that he was on TV right. Yeah. But it's just the way he was doing it, it. It was like, you know, it was like the exorcist when his his head was going to spin the entire Swivel thing around. around, right? That's why it was but so No, funny. no, Drew, save your analysis. We're, we're, we're talking about the joy back, being back in Joyland. Okay. Folks want to, look, folks haven't been able to talk about a win and a, a, an easy win. Yeah. In I'm worried this that end. Drew wants to talk more about that, that head spinning guy than he actually wants to talk about the Jets 6-2 victory here, Dave. Exactly. Possible as, but the reality is, the fact hey, is that the, the fans... What are you going to remember most about this game? Are you going to remember the head cracking guy for sure? Head spinning guy for sure. Yeah, there's no, there's no question. But, but the reality is, well, look, the Jets needed to make an adjustment in this game, and therefore they did. They did because they absolutely nailed it there. Thank you, thank you. But the point is that uh, they needed to win. They needed it. They needed an easy win. They needed to get the good feeling back in the room. And and I don't care. Look, the Jets have played. Sometimes they played well against teams in the back-to-back. Sometimes they haven't. Detroit, we know, played and won against Carolina Hurricanes, not a bad team, last night in Detroit. And so the Jets, you know, got everybody having that good feeling. And everybody had a piece of this win. Blake Wheeler, Mark Shifley, Nikolai Ehlers, Nino Niederreiter, the entire team. And, and the truth is, and Ezzy and I were talking about it, you know, in the press box tonight, there could have been like 10 more goals in this game, you know? And so the fact of the matter is, this was one of those situations where, Everybody got a piece of it. Vlad Nemesnikov got up, you know, with his assist. Adam Lowry could have had some empty net goals, and Mark Shively could have had his 40th. He had an easy tap, and then he missed. So there were a lot of guys who, who and Dylan DeMello, the offensive dynamo that he is without Josh Morrissey. And we should mention, of course, that you know um, that Rick Bonus said in the in the morning skate that there was a potential guy who was going to be a game time decision. Mm-hmm. Turned out the game time decision was Josh Morrissey, who didn't take. Uh, warm-up skate so we knew Logan Stanley was going to go in and of course the new look lines Mark Shifley is the winger I mean it looks like that's going to be a permanent thing right Ezzy so the Jets are feeling good about themselves they'll have a tough battle on on Sunday against the Devils but the reality a, a team by the way who will be playing a back-to-back it's all played on Saturday Calgary, fact, same with Calgary, Calgary as, as well. well but I don't want to get too far ahead of it as mm-hmm. Drew we haven't even talked about this game so Ezzy again this is a game that everybody had a piece of yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned, you know, Shifley's move to the wing, something that we have not seen very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have seen it before, but very briefly, right? Mm-hmm. And the message was delivered. And really that third period, I agree with Dave, like the Jets probably could have had a couple more goals. It could have been five nothing after one period as opposed to three nothing. But I mean, that, that first period really is how you you scripted it, right? Like how you wanted to it to go, right? I should say. And, you know, you get an early goal and you're right. I mean, this was not just you know, a great game from Nick Ehlers and, and, you know, maybe one or two other players. This was a team victory. 
And yeah, the, the Red Wings score a couple of goals in the third period. But I mean, those are that's the definition of garbage time, right? Like those goals mean nothing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if they score a third goal, then it, it might be a little bit interesting. But I don't think many people watching that game thought the Red Wings were going to storm back and, and beat the Jets. <laughs> and, and it's kind of funny, right? Because we've talked about this all the years we've been doing the show. And David Perron is maybe at the top of the list of Jets killers. And he got a goal, even though, you know, it had nothing to do with the outcome of the game, right? The game was already over long before that, but... Yeah, I mean, this is what the Jets needed, right? And you have to hope that this leads to more things, more good things if you're a Jets fan, right? Because, I mean, the Devils, contrary to what we thought maybe, you know, a few weeks back, we thought, you know, the Devils and Rangers were locked in to play each other two versus three, right? That Metropolitan Division, similar yeah. to what's happening at the top of the Central Division, I mean, the Devils could, in theory, still, you know, catch the, the Hurricanes and pass them, right? So that's not going to be an easy game Sunday. And, and we know that if the Jets play... You know, similar to the way they did in this game, they can beat the Devils, no problem. But, you know, the Devils are a really skilled team, even though, um, you know, you think that how, the, how the Jets are going to be... To, how have you managed to turn the post-game show into a, you already talking about your Devils? That's No, no, I'm part, not. I, no, we haven't even talked about the, this game, and you're already rambling on about your Devils. You love the Devils, as is what I'm saying there, but uh, you know you're absolutely right. Sorry, Drew. I was worried there my computer was going to shut down again. I think it might be time, boys, to get a new computer. What do you think? I'm going to go out on the limb and say if it just shuts down on its own, uh, that's usually a good sign that you might need to get a new laptop. And you know, folks, maybe we can uh, you'll see if we can pass the hat around and see if we can all chip in, uh, you know, and to buy you a new uh, to buy you a new laptop and everything else. We'll see if people are willing to contribute to the Ginsburg GoFundMe page. Uh, but uh, after the, the previous week's conversations where we talked about uh, what did we talk about? I think we talked about your housekeeping money and uh, and other things like that that you store your your millions in the snowbank uh, as opposed to a regular bank. I think you might be on your own for for finding funds to replace a ye old laptop there, Mister Ezra. Ye old ye old MacBook for sure. Yeah, my phone's blowing up here, probably to do with neck guy. Um, well, I will say that we did have a great comment from someone who just said he's trying to wake himself up. He thinks he's dreaming. That's a good one. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's not bad. That's well, what really bad. made it was once you put the you know spin me round music like it, it that that's the type of content, Dave. That I think Look, everybody needs. Once, once get the, the 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 madness of Manuk and Ginsburg are sitting beside it's each like, other. It's like Spielberg and Tarantino. I yeah, you know, the, once that once that we're sitting there on that couch watching, as you know, both looked at each other simultaneously and we're like, "What did we just see?" Hit the pause button, rewind. And we knew we had some gold, but anyways, back to the game. We'll talk. We'll we'll, we'll save our Manuksha and our Ginsburga for for after the uh, commercial break. Did you just change the word Manusha to Manuksha? Is that what just happened? There? Well, that's not me. That's as you. Oh yeah, we've been doing that for a while. Oh come okay, on. it's good. To, yeah. come on, Drew, I know, Drew. I know you've been away from the show for a bit, but come yeah. on. I've been away. I, I clearly. This is what happens when we go away and then we come back Whoa, together. Spencey you know, Sutton just said, said yeah, "Here Spence you go." Drew. He's throwing the. He's Spencey's throwing the toonies around again. Yeah, there you go. Looks like as he's up to two seventy nine in his Go Fund in his Go Fund Ginsburg uh, uh, computer drive. But we appreciate the support, Spencey, as always. Uh, the Jets. Let's talk about tonight's game. So six two victory for the Jets, and, and you knew that the coming into tonight's game, this was a an opportunity. You're playing against the Detroit Red Wings team that is not very good. They're decisively average at best. They played last night, which means they probably didn't arrive to the hotel in Winnipeg until let's say 2:30 in the morning. It, it was going to be an uphill challenge for the for the Red Wings, but the Jets 
so often lately have played down to the level of their competition. So I think what everyone is excited to see about tonight's contest, and again, let's not get carried away and say that this team is, is all of a sudden back to where they were at the beginning of the year for the first 30 games. But what you're excited to see is the Jets took care of business handily, like you should. Right against a weaker opponent and that's what happened tonight they jumped on them early they jumped on them often and then they didn't let up until you know the latter half of the third period when it was already six nothing at that point in time so that's what you want to see a one team better than the other imposing their will and taking control of the game yeah absolutely drew the the point that resonated with me there was that you know you wanted it to be pretty much over after the first period, right? Like, and and that's what the Jets did. And look at, I mean, there's there's no doubt that for anybody that's watched this team, that they have been getting scoring chance after scoring chance and and not finishing, right? And, you know, they, and, and I don't think any of the goals tonight you would, you would call lucky, right? Like Kyle Connor, beautiful tip, right? Like Blake Wheeler, beautiful uh, pass and, and rush from, from Nick Ehlers, right? Like Dave mentioned Dylan DeMello's goal. That was a beautiful goal. Like that was a nice shot from, you know, roughly, you know, 35, 40 feet away, but that was blocker side, really nice shot. Mm -hmm. And, and we talked, we've talked about DeMello drew. I remember you mentioned you singled him out uh, a few games back uh, on, on the California road trip. Like, you know, this is arguably like Josh Morrissey's obviously having his best career year and hopefully will be a, a Norris trophy finalist. I don't think he's necessarily going to win because Eric Carlson's on his way to putting up a hundred points, but um, DeMello, you know, who often plays with Morrissey, obviously, I mean, he's, he's a guy who you would call a defensive defenseman and you would say, okay, if he gets two or three goals, but you know, as Dave pointed out on the IC Twitter machine, um, you know, DeMello has, you know, picked his spots and he's had a nice offensive year in addition to being one of the Jets most reliable defensemen. So this was a team effort and, you know, the, the effort was there. I mean, you'd like, even though you didn't score in the power play, the Jets had a lot of good chances. And and I realized that you're not going to take a lot of moral victories when you still didn't get a power play goal. But I actually thought that, you know, you guys might disagree, but I thought the power play looked quicker, crisper, right? So well, I think the, the whole team did top to bottom. They looked crisper. Right. They, and I mean, and I think that, look, we know what the Jets look like when they're playing their best. They're playing with speed. They're playing with aggression. And, and, you just, and they're playing with, with, with a degree of confidence that you just hadn't seen for so many games in a row. The I mean, swagger's like, back, Drew, right? Well, like, I mean, the swagger was there tonight. I'm not going as far to say yeah. the swagger's back because, like you said, the New Jersey Devils on, on, on sure. Sunday. Yeah, they have much... to follow it up for sure. You're right, Drew. One game, you don't – you don't. I mean, you can only go, get so many accolades for a, a, a good win, right? You're like, you need to put two or three solid games together before, you know, we're going to say that this team is ready for the first round of the playoffs and, and ready to win some games, right? Mm-hmm. No, no question. So you, you, you do what you needed to do tonight and you can only take it one game at a time from this Jets perspective, but they looked from the start, Dave, they looked fast and they looked like they should, but I mean, you had a couple days off. There's no reason why you shouldn't look like that. They had a practice yesterday. I believe you were there if I'm not mistaken. And they, and they spoke about you, you know, they met the, the scuttlebutt at practice was that it was a loose group, that they weren't tight, mm -hmm. that it wasn't a quiet practice. Yeah, and they that translated on the ice like it should. Again, it's only one game, but you can only now you can we can only give analysis of one game at a time. So from tonight's perspective, for a team that needed something good to happen, they got that good thing to happen. Yeah, and you're right, Drew. That that was my assessment at practice yesterday at Canada Life. I, I mean, I was there, and I was I was 
watching them because they did seem like a loose group. There was a lot of chatter, a lot of smiles, and and you know, there that pressure of of Calgary and Nashville chasing them, which is real, obviously. It didn't seem like it was evident the way the, the team was. The team seemed loose, they seemed happy. They there was a lot of smiling, and again, like you know, you do want to like I think Brandon Dillon talked about it, this idea of like you have to be aware, but you also have to be able to you don't want to see them tight. You didn't want to see them like in in not really like glowering and 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 everyone uh, lamenting, you know, what their fate is because you you still have control of your destiny, which was the overarching theme of guys like Pierre Luc Dubois who spoke, and mm-hmm. who, I'm trying to think who the other person who spoke was. Oh, Adam Lowry. So th- there wasn't a hanging their heads in like, oh shucks, we're in this like you know, woe is me. It mm-hmm. was more just like, okay, well we're we know we are where we are. We still control our own destiny, and we'll still. Uh, you know, try and, you know, put our big work boy pants on and our work boots and go to work tomorrow night against the, you know, the Detroit Red Wings, obviously because this being practiced on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it was funny because we weren't certain what it was going to look like, right? Because we saw, and, and it was weird because I was in practice and I was talking to some of the guys uh, and I'm watching the, the, the first line rushes and I'm like, why does it look like Mark Scheifele's on the wing? And I'm like, and it was funny because John Lou from TSN was asking me and he, he almost didn't, it was almost like he disbelieved me that I, what I was seeing, like my lying eyes. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure I'm seeing Mark Shifley alongside Pierre-Luc Dubois and Kyle Connor. And then of course we saw the rest of the lines kind of, you know, fill out from there and they seem to work. They seem to work. And, and, you know, like Blake Wheeler, I wasn't certain what we were going to see. Blake Wheeler looked completely revitalized today. His legs were back. Uh, you know, in a way we haven't seen from him in, in quite some time. So it was it was interesting to, for me to see how these lines were going to go. And so yeah, it was uh, it was a good effort overall from this Jets club. And and I again, I it's one game, so you, we jokingly we're talking about planning the parade. You're not doing that quite yet, but but it was an impressive effort overall from this Jet team, which needed to have it, and they had it, and they got the fans into it. And so it was a good it was a good night in Winnipeg for Jets fans and the Jets team alike. We'll spend more time tomorrow on the Saturday morning show, 9 a.m. Uh, back here on, on our YouTube channel and all of our social media platforms talking about the, the the revamped forward lines. But it's worth noting that, you know, in terms of expected goals for percentage, the top line of, of Connor, Shifley, and Dubois was the worst of all four Jets lines tonight. They had an expected goals for percentage of just over or just under 44%. The second line of or the, the revamped second line of Ehlers, Nemesnikov, Wheeler was up around 80%. So again, we'll delve deeper into that tomorrow on the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. But uh, you know, there is still probably some room for improvement and some and some adjustment, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, uh, regarding the well, Shifley is not staying on the wing. I mean, we we might we might see it as soon as Sunday versus the Devils, but he, this is temporary. This is as temporary. I think you try you try to get him going. And this was, I mean, David mentioned we were in the press box uh, for the first couple of periods. Mm-hmm. Slump buster. We were talking about that with Judy Owen of the Canadian press, right? Like, look at Wheeler slump busted, right? Shifley slump busted. I mean, Connor already broke his uh, slump, so he continues to play really well. Nino right? need a rider, Ezzy? But you're absolutely right, Drew. I mean, some, you know, you criticize Rick Bonus for some of his poor, poor line combinations, but this worked. But I, I, I think everybody knows that Shifley's going back up the middle pretty soon. I, I would expect that he, that he that he likely will. I would agree with that. I don't expect that this is going to be a permanent change. But for tonight's perspective, and that's what the Jets are in, the, the position they're in, they can't think long term. 
because if they keep thinking long term, the the season's going to end in about uh, you know twelve days time after their final couple games on the road. They need to get the one win at a time. I mean, the truth is, if the Jets can take care of business on this homestand, which now has four more games on it, the last two games of the regular season, yeah, they won't with, matter. They won't matter. That's just it. They won't matter. So and the games, like you said, Drew, the games coming up against Nashville and Calgary, that's that's the season right there. And if you're mm-hmm. able to beat the Devils, you could probably get into the playoffs only having to win, you know, a couple of your last five games, right? Because we've got six games left here. So you've probably got to win, you know, you might get in, you know, with only four more points, but to make sure that you're in the playoffs, you probably have to win three of your last six. Yeah, I, I would say that's probably, you know, that would require the, you know, the Flames and the Predators to, you know, to go, you know, obviously the Flames and the Jets are going to have played the same number of games, but that means that the Flames will have to almost win, you know, five out of their last six. The Preds would have to win a similar amount. The Predators play the Blues tomorrow. It is now legitimately scoreboard watching season and the Jets you still won nothing in Vancouver, by the way. Yeah, I think it's after they're in the second intermission, if I'm not, or pardon yeah, me, the first, first intermission, intermission yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know, and the Jets are in a position where they just need to do what they need to do on home ice like they did tonight. Let's get into it. The Betway game recap is brought to you by our friends at Betway, uh, one of the most trusted voices in sports betting, both in Canada and all around the world. The official title sponsor here of the Illegal Curve post-game show. Betway is the sports betting app that puts you, the customer, at the forefront with a large selection of betting options and sports as well as strong promotions and fair odds. What are you waiting for? Head on over to Betway and bet your way. Must be 19 years or older to play. Please play responsibly. For the first time in Lord knows how long, <laughs> the Jets open the scoring, uh, and they do so at the 6.56 mark of the first period. Kyle Connor gets his 29th goal of the season, assist to Brandon Dillon and Mark Shifley. You know, it's a play that if you go back and watch it from the beginning, it's sort of a broken play, but then the Jets recover. Brandon Dillon actually gets he gets the, an assist here, but he starts the play with a bad turnover. And then he makes a strong defensive play almost immediately thereafter to negate the bad turnover. The puck gets onto the stick of Pierre-Luc Dubois, and he chips and chases, and he does so successfully. And then Mark Scheifele goes in, and he gets uh, he gets the loose puck, and then it's back out to Brendan Dillon at the point. And look where Kyle Connor is when he gets this tip. It's not on the outside. It's not something that you know required a, a, a exceptional shot. Kyle Connor is between the two faceoff circles, and he gets a great tip, beating uh, beating Magnus Helberg to give the Jets a one nothing lead. As he, yeah, no, your your breakdown was was bang on, Drew. He's he's in his wheelhouse, right? You mm-hmm. like that Red Wings uh, reference there? No, but I mean that's the slot, right? We talk about the inner slot all the time, right? Like the analytics, it's all about the inner slot shots and, and inner slot tips, right? Um, and, and you mentioned, uh, Dubois, I'm glad that you mentioned Dubois because, you know, he does the, the quote unquote heavy lifting here, right? Like dumps the puck in, gets it himself, beats out. I think it was Jake Wallman watching the replay here. Yeah. Like it was Wallman. Mm-hmm. Shifley gets it back. Like what I liked here is the support. Everybody was supporting everybody there. Right. And mm-hmm. that's what you saw a lot more of. Like we've talked about it so much, you know, over this last, I don't know, however many games, 20 games, 30 games here. Like a lot of the times the Jets have been forcing plays and, and, you know, trying to do a little bit too much either on the power play at even strength. So I just love the fact that, you know, this is 
you know, just good puck management, getting the shot back. It's a beautiful tip, though, Dave. Like, that really, uh, you know, stands out to me on this goal. Like, that is that is not a fluke tip. That is a goal scorer's tip, just a beautiful tip. I actually, up in the press box, thought it might have been um, Dubois that tipped it originally, or maybe it was a double tip, but it was all Kyle Connor's goal. So just love the the puck support there. Um, yeah, and just love the beauty tip by Connor. Well, and just quickly, as I just want to jump in and say, it's one of those situations where it's funny, and I said this to you in the press box, how interesting is it that Kyle Connor, who, you know, has having such a quote bad season from his perspective mm-hmm. is still close to hitting 30 goals and 50 assists. Like he's the leading scorer, obviously of the Winnipeg jets, but it's amazing to me that, you know, for him, it's a down season from a goal scoring with two big snaps, right? The first one at the beginning of the season where he had two goals in 14 games. And then this one where he's got, I think two goals in like 15 games. So realistically he's, he's had a long stretch of time where he's got four goals in almost 30 games and yet he's still going to you know get to 30 and 50. So uh, an impressive season nonetheless from Kyle Connor and yeah as he's right it's it's it just a it's a, it just goes to show you that you know playing just a tip can sometimes work. <laughs> Very clever Mr. Just Dave. move on Drew just move Thank on. Thank you I'll just move right on over that. Uh Jets make it two nothing and now talk about for a team desperate to get a one goal lead a two goal lead for this team must must seem like they're up by a dozen goals. Blake Wheeler at the 11:57 mark he gets off the schneid and it's been a long long time since the former Jets captain had scored 22 games Drew. Yeah, well, that's a long, long time, my friend. Blake Wheeler, his 16th of the year, assists to Nikolai Ehlers and and uh, Nemesnikov. You know, and Nemesnikov makes a nice play. Ehlers mm-hmm. is attacking with speed. And what we've said over and over on this show, we've been saying it for, well, 76 games this year, although minus the ones where he was out of the lineup, and for years before, that Ehlers with speed is an absolutely dangerous thing for the opposition to have to face. And he comes in with speed. He picks up the pass from Nemesnikov. Whether or not or not it was a deliberate pass by Nemesnikov is irrelevant. It counts as a pass nonetheless. He put it into some soft space. Ehlers comes in with a head of speed and he makes an absolutely beautiful pass tape to tape onto Blake Wheeler's stick and Wheeler just redirects it uh, into the uh, yawning cage to make it 2-0 for the Jets just over halfway into the first period, Dave. I'll go well, ahead. I thought you were throwing it to oh, me. I wanted to jump yeah. in there. Okay. I was like, I, I was like, I kind of, I kind of ended the last one, even though I didn't really get a big hey, part yeah. of the analysis. You never know where good. I'm going to go. You never know where a, I'm going to go. Yeah, we need maybe a raise hand function here, boys. But yeah, like you mentioned, he comes in with speed healers. He came off the bench, right? And you know, mm-hmm. I, right after that goal was scored, I'm like, this is this is exactly the way you want to jump off the bench, right? Like, and you're right, Nemestikov, he get he gets it through to him, but it was kind of like a little bit of a little bit of a flubber right um but you love the fact that you know first off you love that wheeler uh, goes right to the net right and he knows Ehler. if he goes to the net Ehlers mm-hmm. is a guy that's going to put it right on his stick so you like you said drew you love the speed because it's everybody knows that Ehlers has speed it's that when he uses it in the right context right and you know this is a situation where you know the red wings were just completely flat-footed right and they just couldn't do anything about it. And I forget if it was Wallman or whoever the defenseman was, doesn't tie up Wheeler. But, you know, Wheeler goes right to the net, puts his stick exactly where it needs to be, and Ehlers finds it. Um, so, again, execution. That's the should be maybe the word of the day. Like, the execution there from the Jets, especially early on in this game, the first period, 
was on. Like these guys, like mm-hmm. they had their eyes on the net. They wanted to score goals. And what I was going to say uh, earlier when Dave was talking about, you know, how much needed this victory was like, this was a long time coming guys. Like I thought this was going to come against the coyotes at home. And then I thought it was going to come, you know, maybe against the ducks. And even though the jets beat the ducks, it wasn't exactly a you know convincing yeah. victory. Right. And then I thought it was going to come against the sharks after they lost to the Kings. So, I mean, to me, this was a game that I thought was going to happen, you know, five or six games ago. Um, but yeah, I, I, I loved Ehlers' game tonight. I thought that that was one of his better games of the year, actually. I would agree well, with that. And Sorry, just quickly, no, I was just going to say, it's funny because as he as he as said earlier, we were in the press box together and I leaned over to Ezzy and I'm like, boy, that looked like offside. And I really thought it was offside. And it's funny because I saw, I don't know if it was Bailey, the inter, the unofficial intern or official intern. I can't remember what we're calling Bailey anymore. No, Bailey's but, official. Yeah, but, well, no, she changed her bio, though, to the unofficial official intern of all oh, okay. uh, Winnipeg okay. Sports uh, podcasts. But, hey, hey, uh, the real I, question is, who bought more Girl Guide cookies from Bailey? Did a legal well, curve? I, I still cookies? have to transfer. Bailey, I yes. still have to send you an e-transfer. I, I got your message. I sent e-transfer already, Ginsburg. So, it, yeah, but who, you bought three boxes. I only I, bought one. And well, you got me but no, tec- left. Technically, technically, Drew got for me as well. I got five as well. You got me got chocolate, this. right, Drew? I don't know. Bailey, with whatever Dave's getting, I'm not sure. But I Obviously, got five Drew boxes. has Girl Guide money. Well, you know, I I don't spend it all on and throw it in the snowbank like you do. Well, Bailey had nine boxes to sell, and hopefully, I see. We, well, we, well, it's we funny, Dave, because Bailey, I texted, ba- I I think we were DMing on Twitter, and I told Bailey like, uh, "How many do you have left?" And she said three. So I took one because I wanted her to be able to, you know, have a few more Girl Guide cookies. I mean, for for those people who have never had, most people have had Girl Guide cookies, but those Girl Guide cookies are like they're very valuable. Like they're sought after, is what I meant to say. They're really good. So um, pumped for that. Well, anyways, Thanks the point is that, yeah, <laughs> that was very great. But the, what I was going to say is, um, no, it's funny. So Bailey put up the quote about Wheeler because Wheeler, well, I guess he was talking to Sarah after the game on the other post game show. And uh, he must've said that he thought he was holding off on his celebration because he, uh, he thought it was offside as well. So it was funny. Cause I, like I said to as, and the wings did watch it for a second. You could see that they were considering a challenge and then ultimately they decided against it. So if I and, only, and, I, the only thing I think is offside right now is your analysis. <laughs> That was nice Disagree. to see him with that laugh, Dave, because that really yeah. was funny. That was more of a kind of a chuckle. Yeah. A little, little high, not a high course, ha. Ah. But anyways, I was going to say that the the point is that it was a nice play by Ehlers, and as he illustrated how he came off the bench and really attacked with speed. And you, Blake Wheeler did what the Jets have needed to do, which is go to the front of the net and be there. And, and you know, Rick Bonus has talked about it, spoke about it today in his media availability. And one of the things that you needed to, to, to see, or sorry, once that happened, of course, was the crowd again? The crowd was like loving it because suddenly yeah. there's there. there I haven't seen the crowd like that in a really long time. Like this was, and and that's what I said. Dave, Dave and I are walking to the arena. I'm like, I, th- I hope the Jets win for the fans. Obviously, the, you know, you want them to win for themselves so that they can lock up the playoff spot. But you know, it's been a rough patch here for everybody, right? And I agree with you. I mean, the fan the fans were absolutely rocking. We didn't see the wave, Dave, which was nice because I know you don't yeah. like the wave. But yeah, that, that crowd. No, I changed was, my mind on the wave. Actually, as soon as the Jets scored the first goal, like the they they had the crowd, you know, at that point. So it was it was nice to see, you know, the crowd be really into it, and and the Jets give them a, a big time victory to be excited about. And Drew, before before we jump into the goals, we should give a shout out to uh, athletic trainer yes. Brad Shaw. He played. He was working his one th- sorry athletic. I think it's junior athletic a therapist Brad Shaw, who's uh, working his one thousandth 
pro game in Winnipeg sports. So uh, congratulations to him. He was honored nicely by the team wearing shirts and the, and uh, on the jumbotron. And so that was a, it was a nice moment for him. Yes. Well done. Exactly. That was a good. Uh, and also nice to, to you, Dave, you recently went to your 1000th uh, moose game. Right, congratulations <laughs> to Dave on that. that, that milestone. He was also honored on the jumbotron by them asking, why are you here? And don't you have anywhere better to be? But uh, no, it's because they just, they, they call him Peterson, who of course is in charge. He, posted it when uh, he said Minnie why are you still asleep although I have to give the moose credit great great post-game music uh during I guess it was the Sharks game so while I was working on my recap watching the Sharks first period I don't know who was rocking the tunes but they were fantastic okay speaking of that like can we all agree that I I like Mambo number five when Nate Schmidt scores but when they play this is how we do it Montel Jordan when Dylan DeMello scores (laughs) I'm sorry it's it's unbelievable it is pretty funny well, we'll get to that goal coming up momentarily. But first, we have Mark Shifley's 39th goal to talk about, a career high for the Winnipeg Jets winger. Uh, he gets that at the 13:34 mark of the first period to make it 3 nothing. Assist to Neil Pionk and Kyle Connor. And look, go to the net. Go to the net. And that's another one of these instances where he goes to the net. I believe it's Alex Chason, if I'm not mistaken, who's uh, who he shakes off. And, and Alex who, Chason is on the Red Wings. Uh, wasn't it Chason? Who was it? Maybe I got. Maybe I, I think yeah, Jake, Alex Chason. It was Alex Chason. Okay, Don't confuse me. I was right. Thank you very much. It was Alex Chason. Whoa. Whoa! I rare is. No, the I was making a like, joke, Drew. I was making a joke. Like I okay. like honestly. Like some of the Red Wings, like you had to remind yourself, like who's in this lineup. Like it's not, it's a, it's a, I guess I, the word I would describe it as is a little bit of a weak lineup tonight. No question about that. But in any event, I got that one right for once. It was Alex Chason who is in a chase position and Shifley comes wheeling around the net. And he's right there. There you go. And he's right there to deposit the rebound to make it three nothing. And you look at the Jets' goals in tonight's game, they get six of them and Five of the six are from right next to the blue paint, or they're from right between uh, the circles. They're in the dirty area. Five wheelhouse goals, you know, for the Jets in tonight's game. This being the third one, that makes it three nothing for the Jets at this point in time. And you feel like you can't. The Jets couldn't have had a better start to the game than they did tonight with the three nothing lead after twenty minutes, Dave. Whichever one of you wants to talk about it. I was like, wait. Dave, Dave, even I saw, I can see, the our viewers can't see it, but I can see Dave muted right before you were about to throw it. And, and then I thought it was going to be me, but I'll, I'll I was getting ready. To, I was getting ready to send out a tweet, letting people know that the party Obviously, is underway here on the Illegal Curve postgame you know, show. I am rusty. Elite eight, he comes back, he thinks he's elite, and he's, you know, being a little bit sloppy tonight. Mm-hmm. But, Bobby yeah, got a little like, sloppy, and his name's Mendel. Yeah, exactly. Kyle Connor does just some great work here, like just cycling, skating. Um, and obviously, I, I mean, it's a it, this goal is it, it's a nice goal because as Drew's right, I mean, clearly, I mean, and, and the thing is, the Jets tonight, I thought they played, you know, what they were preaching, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Like they were going to the net, and some of these goals are not beautiful. This one was not good. <laughs> like, this was uh, like, you know, it's a little, it's like the goal that I scored um, when I played A3 hockey for the River Heights Cardinals. I, it was, the, it was the overtime winner that sent us to the city finals. We didn't win, but it sent us to the city finals. And there is a VHS copy of that, um, of that goal. If anybody would like to see that, just email me Ezra at illegalcurve.com. Maybe the greatest uh, accomplishment of my sporting career. You know, we can um, digitize that pretty easily. 
we we know somebody who digitizes video video cassette tapes and we could we could air that on on the show i'm just saying we could yeah i don't think anybody wants to see it drew but we definitely could air it but no getting back to that goal i mean look it's uh you know sometimes you get the bounces that was a, a lucky bounce because it was yeah. it was a little knuckle puck from neil peon from the point and but shifley's there and he puts it in and you know could magnus helberg have stopped that sure but I mean, he, he didn't and you know it was over at that point three nothing up on the red wings second game of a back-to-back guys like they were you know pretty lethargic throughout the game mm-hmm. but yeah I, I like the fact that you know the jets were more focused tonight and and going harder to the net than we've seen in recent memory that's exactly right i mean they went harder to the net and they did what they needed to do and it wasn't all perimeter it was go get traffic get multiple layers in front of a goalie that frankly magnus helberg is is not going to be in the running or at the top of anyone's name uh list of, of best goalies in the league this is a guy who you know it, you know uh, is a journeyman goaltender it was uh, a hellish uh, goalie matchup though Yes, I saw that hell buck against Hellberg. And I, saw Mike McIntyre. I know you did. And I saw there's a hell Michigan as well. So very hell uh, oriented kind of game. But it was hell tonight in net for Hellberg. And it was three nothing for the Jets after and 20 minutes. Hold on, Drew. Uno momento por favor. Because after the three nothing um, goal by the Jets, they did honor Andrew Kopp, who made his return to what a nice ovation, Dave. That was nice. I like that was nice yeah. for him. He played they, they here for a long time, and it was a nice yeah. ovation. Yeah. Well, draft and developed kid from Michigan, of course, and really earned his stripes, if you will. Got his big contract courtesy of his. I'm not saying because of the Jets or or Winnipeg, but you know he he became a player here in Winnipeg and matured into what he's become, and obviously was very good for the New York. He came Rangers. here as a boy, and he left a man, Dave. Is what he you're did. Saying. He did exactly. But well, I wasn't saying it, but sure, that's I'll go along with that as. But the reality is that, you know, look, Andrew Kopp, uh, you know, got a nice ovation when he was shown on the Jumbotron during the starting lineup when he was, you know, for, during the anthems. And then uh, when they did the ovation, it was, and again, captured. Uh, so you can watch it if you didn't get a chance to see it. Did they show it during the commercial break, Drew? Or, I mean, sorry. They, did they, they, came, they came back from commercial and showed it. So they didn't show it? it live, but they came back and they, oh, okay. they showed Kopp, uh, you know, receiving his. Uh, yeah, and he, and you could see he, like, he, he acknowledged the crowd, you know, touched his heart and, and gave a wave. So uh, mm-hmm. that was nice from him and a nice uh, ovation, nice, warm, Winnipeg friendly Manitoba welcome back for Andrew Kopp. So uh, again, if you didn't see it, on the broadcast or live, you can watch it on the Illegal Curve Instagram account. There you go. Exactly. Three nothing for the Jets after 20 minutes. Uh, we say good evening to everyone. If you're just joining us, this is the Illegal Curve post-game show. The Betway game recap brought to you by our friends at a Betway. Uh, after 20 minutes, the Jets led three nothing. Then they put a little bit more on that, making it four nothing. Dylan DeMello, his career high, fifth goal of the season, assist to Mason Appleton and Adam Lowry. This one is a snipe from DeMello, or at least as close to a snipe as we had in, in tonight's game. It was it's a also, snipe. It was yeah, for it was sure a, a snipe. It was snipe. a nice shot. Yeah, top corner, top shelf. Uh, nice play by Dylan DeMello. Played a very good game without his usual D partner in, in Josh Morrissey. This shot and goal by DeMello is our Seagram shot of the game. Seagram's VO, masterfully blended, distinctly Canadian. Get your favorite Seagram's product at your local liquor mart or wherever fine liquor is sold near you. Uh, this made it 4 nothing for the Jets at the 120 mark. So early in 
the second period, you're wondering how are the Jets going to come out after they come out like a house on fire to start the game? Well, they come out equally as hot in the second period, making it four nothing, nice and early, Mr. Ginsburg. Yeah, and and what you got to love about this goal, um, I don't remember Dylan Larkin was on, so if he was on, I believe it was the entire first line. So this is the Jets' third line versus the mm-hmm. Red Wings' first line, and you know we talked about the shot, and you know we'll we'll get into it a little bit more. But I like that Demello. If you if you watch it, and I've got it up here on one of my tabs, he moves in. You know, I don't know, ten feet in from the blue line, he just puts mm-hmm. himself in a great position to receive that pass from Appleton, and it's a nice little pass from Appleton, right? Like Appleton and Lowry or do the dirty work on the boards there. Um, and I just love the shot, right? Like it's a really nicely placed shot. And Helbert comes out and challenges him, uh, but he just beats him blocker side. Um, so, you know, again, we talked about it earlier, but, you know, just great to see DeMello contributing offensively because you mm-hmm. really think of him more. Uh, he is a shutdown defensive defense. There's no doubt. Like nobody thinks now all of a sudden Dylan DeMello scored his fifth goal of the year, um, you know, for a career high. And all of a sudden, you know, he's Bobby Orr. Nobody thinks that, but, you know, got to give him respect um, for a really nice goal here. And, you know, if it wasn't already out of reach, the game was out of reach early in the second period with the, with the wings down for nothing. Yeah. You know, I saw a good comment. I think it was from Garrett Hole, our friend on Twitter, uh, who said that, you know, Dylan DeMello's game can adapt to whomever he's playing with. So when he plays with Morrissey, you know, the Jets rely on him in that situation as more of a defensive defenseman, more of a shutdown defenseman. But in tonight's game where Morrissey didn't play, uh, by the way, Rick Bonus up in updating Morrissey's status as he expects him uh, not to skate tomorrow, but to play on Sunday. He's under the weather with an illness. So it's, you know, the expectation is that Morrissey will be back in the lineup on Sunday. But playing in a different role tonight, DeMello is able to step up and play more of an offensive role than the defensive role that we're used to seeing exactly. play with Morrissey, Dave. So he's sort of a chameleon, uh, Dylan DeMello, and he's having a very fine season for the Winnipeg. He's actually a chameleon air. <laughs> well, he's riding adapt- dirty. Riding dirty. He's riding dirty. He's adaptable. And and look, five, as as he just touched on, five goals, that's his career high. Career high for points with 23, both set with the Ottawa Senators in the 18-19 season. So Dylan DeMello is uh, providing what the Jets needed, which was some offense from the back end. It's one of the things that Rick Bonus has preached throughout the course of taking over this team, was getting the back end involved. And, and look, he did it with uh, you know, guys like Dylan DeMello getting involved. Neil Pionk had to get a little bit more involved. He made a nice play. And one of the plays that we've kind of, you know, glazed over and we shouldn't have was when it was 0-0, Connor Hellebuck actually had to make a really nice anticipation save on a on a uh, Red Wings chance, which could have really impacted mm-hmm. the, the game for the Jets had they given up an early goal. So even though he didn't face a lot of work, that was a nice early save by Connor Hellebuck folks in the chat are lamenting because it's now two all it was uh, Dominic, Dominic Kubelik who had that chance you're thinking yeah, of that's David. right that's yeah. right so so it's two two by the way for folks who are paying attention in the uh in the in the hockey game between the Canucks and the Flames but yeah nice save by Connor Hellebuck early in that in the in this game to to maintain it as a zero zero one and then of course the Jets erupted for as you guys just touched on and Drew I agree with you I want I was curious to see how the Jets would come out from that second period, because it's easy to take your foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah, but I, I, you human nature sense, would be. Generally speaking, but I think the Jets were hungry. I think the Jets knew that they needed to take advantage and get everybody a piece of that win. And that, I think, was the important part. People can say, well, it's the Detroit Red Wings. Don't plan the parade. Nobody's saying that, right? It's kind of like, but at the same time. The Red Wings just beat a Stanley Cup contender one night earlier, right? Yes. Like, so that's that's the thing, too. Like, 
we talked about this. I'm not sure, Dave, if we talked about this uh, after the Sharks game or after the or, uh, the Kings game, whatever. There's been a lot of games uh, lately, but yeah, of course. I mean, these games at the end of the year, you know, let's say the last 15 games, 10 games, whatever, they're, they're unpredictable. And, you know, we've seen the Coyotes beat good teams, right? Like we've seen the Sharks won yesterday. I forget who they beat yesterday. Um, so look at, you can say that they're a bad team, but these guys are playing for their own personal pride, professional pride. And they're also, a lot of these guys are playing for jobs for next That's right. Year, right? Like, so I, I think, you know, you, you can really dismiss that. Like, these are just teams playing. So it doesn't, That's right. and they don't like, it's not like the Jets before the game are like, oh, the Red Wings are out of the playoffs now. They're the 23rd team in the league. We got to beat them. That's not how these guys look at it. They they have respect for their opponents. Well, more, but as he hears it here, I mean, you know how people are saying, are maligning the the Jets winning uh, over the Detroit Red Wings and saying, don't plan the parade. Maybe they should. Our, our friend Lisa Danko, who's coming back from California, she took her son to see a bunch of the hockey games. Obviously, they stayed a little bit longer during spring break. They missed the Manitoba Moose spring break staycation because they were actually on vacation. Yeah. But this sounds just, like this was like a tr- the best trip ever for the Danko family. Yeah, look at this. Not sure what's happening in Winnipeg tomorrow, but the Stanley Cup was on our flight back from L.A. today. So the I man- can answer that question. Well, hold on, happening. Drew. Okay. Remember this. I know you're excited. I can see. I can does, see. Does it have Drew's- anything to do with Kraft Hockeyville? Drew is no. champing at the bit to jump in there, but Drew. Just wait. You can champ in a second because okay. we got to let the people who are listening via podcast hear the rest of the comment. The man carrying it, let my son get a picture with it. Thought it, I thought it was very pretty cool. Now, Drew, yeah. tell us why the Stanley Cup is coming cool. to Winnipeg. Awesome. The NHL United by Hockey Mobile History Museum uh, is at the was was at the Hockey for All Center. I was there uh, today earlier uh, today. Obviously, representing Hockey Manitoba, and that's. Yeah. It's good that you um, you mentioned that here, Drew, because I had no idea what was going on. There was a massive truck, yeah, and they were telling people there was there were people parked because at the Iceplex there's essentially two sides, like it's a huge parking lot, but there's two sides, and they were telling people to move their cars. So that makes a lot of sense because uh, that why the Stanley Cup was there and and what's going to go on, and there it was involving the the Hall of Fame as well. Yeah, come celebrate the trailblazers, changemakers, business leaders, and collectors of hockey at the United by Hockey Mobile Museum. So that was uh, going on earlier today uh, at the Hockey for See, All Center. You folks had questions. Drew has answers. Yeah, exactly. You know, they don't publicize these things very well. When my kids were, were young, I'm trying to think. Yeah, we had just had our son. So my daughter would have been just about two, and my son probably was maybe a month old or so. Because Drew, they're really old now. They are yeah, old I'm now. Like, uh... it's been, well, it's been five. This is like five years ago. You know, this has been a while. There was an event at Drew, the arena. Drew, our kids aren't old yet. We're old. Well, there was an event at the arena. Uh, some sort. I don't even know exactly what the kind of event it was. Probably something similar to this, but it wasn't well advertised. And so I went with the kids because it was something to do. There weren't that many people there, but the Stanley Cup was there. So we all got photos with the Stanley Cup and there was a ton of memorabilia. And, and this is, I don't exactly remember what it was. I just remember I have this photo of my kids who are, the, you know, wee little kids uh, with the Stanley Cup. Uh, this sounds cool. like a lucid dream, Drew. No, I have the photo. I can, I, I can prove it. Longest story ever. <laughs> Longest story ever that went basically nowhere, but that's basically. Man shakes go. fist up in air. <laughs> but sure, Drew, just quickly, because I'm going to quote Murat, who, uh, says that there was a nice moment by Mark Shifley asked what might become of the puck from his 39th goal, a new career high. Shifley said it's for Jets 
assistant athletic therapist Brad Shaw for Shawzy for his 1,000th pro game. That's that was awesome. for him. So nice, 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 classy move by Mark Shifley yeah. to give it to Bradshaw. There you go. Four nothing for the Jets at this point in time. They make it five nothing at the thirteen forty two mark of the second period. Nino Niederreiter, his twenty third assist to Mason Appleton and Dylan Demello. So it's a two point game uh, for Demello and a two point game for Mason Appleton. Uh, you know, this is just a really nice play by Nino Niederreiter. He's you know, mm-hmm. he, he knocks down a pass, he gets his own rebound, and he's very patient and somehow is able to slide it in between Magnus Helberg after, you know, gathering up the puck. And it's 5 nothing for the Winnipeg Jets. Really nice, skillful play in tight. Again, there's a theme for tonight's Jets goals. They all came in tight for the most part, uh, and this was certainly one of those there at Mr. Ginsburg. Yeah, I, I mean... Look, like you know, Mason Appleton, you know, makes a nice play on this goal. But yeah, this is this is all I, I think I would say Nino here. Yeah. And yeah, you love the speed, you love going to the net, you love that Nino Niederreiter gets his own rebound. The Red Wings, like I said this to Dave uh, as we were watching the game live uh, at Canada Life Center. Like I'm not sure the the defensive coverage by the Red Wings was uh, I don't know Lacking. what was well. It, it's funny because. You know, the, the, look, second game of back-to-back. I mean, it was pretty easy for the Jets to gain the Red Wings zone here. But, yeah, it, it wasn't good defensive coverage. But, look, give Nito Niederreiter credit, right? Like, it, he's been a little quiet lately uh, when he mm-hmm. first was acquired by the Jets, right? Like, he was scoring more goals. And, you know, he's still been contributing. But, uh, yeah, look, and, and you know, Mason Appleton's another guy. Like, he's been criticized quite a bit. You know, hasn't produced as much offense as he would like. He's also missed a lot of games. But mm-hmm. this was one of his better games of the year. And, you know, regardless if, you know, these teams that the Jets are playing in the second game of the back-to-back, they don't care. They're going to try to win these games, right? Sure. Like, so, so again, these are professional hockey players. They can play. Like, even if you're, you know, traveling a little bit, like, these guys are paid to play in back-to-back situations. So, love, you know, how Appleton played tonight. And, yeah, love the second effort there from Niederreiter. Five nothing for the Jets at this point in time. Quick update: uh, Canucks have retaken the lead. They're up three two now uh, in the latter half of the of the second period. So the goals are coming fast and furious. Well, if the Flames lose to the Canucks tonight, Drew, they don't deserve to go to the playoffs. Well, the Jets lost to San Jose on on a couple <laughs> nights ago, there, Mister Ginsburg. So one of these teams is likely to make it to the playoffs. One of these teams that doesn't deserve it is 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 probably going to be a playoff team. Uh, the Jets wrapped up their goal scoring for the night. Six nothing goal is Nikolai Ehlers, his tenth of the year assist to Blake Wheeler and Nemesnikov. Uh, nice pass by Wheeler. Nice play by Nemesnikov. And then Ehlers makes no mistake on this one. That line showed a lot of chemistry. Played well together tonight. Uh, Ehlers, Wheeler, Nemesnikov, you know, not a line that uh, was at the forefront of anyone's uh, thinking that this is going to be, you know, the dominant line necessarily for the Jets. But those guys all played off of each other very well. Nemesnikov looking good in that center ice role. And Wheeler and Ehlers both succeeding as well. 6-0 for the Jets after 40 minutes, Mr. Ginsburg. Yeah, and and look, we were talking about it earlier, and we'll dive deeper into this uh, on tomorrow's show. But you know, the thing with Nemesnikov is, it's it he kind of presents presents a little bit of a conundrum, right? Because you know, Nemesnikov, I don't know if he fits in really on the wing on the third line, right? But you know that Shifley is eventually going to go back to center, so I don't know. That's just something. Maybe the Nemesnikov conundrum is what we can call the segment tomorrow, Drew. Uh, but I really like Nemestikov's game, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's definitely a guy 
you know, that you're not going to expect to score a, a ton. But he's just a very smart player. He's a smart player. Um, yeah. And so, you know, Nemestikov, first save. And, and again, like, same thing. The Red Wings are just all scrambling around. And again, back to the theme, going to the slot, going to get those rebounds, getting to the greasy areas. Mm-hmm. That's a very un ehlers like goal. Um, but, you know, that's the type of stuff you need to do when you're not scoring as much and you're in a bit of a uh, losing streak, losing slump, a bad stretch of hockey, right? Again, so mm-hmm. the, the goal is not pretty. Um, it's definitely not, you know, a nice shot like Dylan DeMello's. But again, sometimes hockey's not pretty, right? Like that's the yeah. reality. Ehlers, Connor, like these these are beautiful, beautiful skaters and, and you know, players that it, it, like, and Morrissey, same thing. Like it's, it's, you hear a lot about edge work and their speed and their skating and everything like that. But, you know, hockey is also a game that, you know, you just have to sometimes go to the net and get a rebound. And that's what Ehlers did here. And that's exactly right. Just go to the dirty areas. Good things happen. I know it's said over and over and over again, but the Jets for a team that's been far too perimeter based today, they weren't a perimeter team. And as a result, they got six goals. And for this Jets team, in the last little while, it's taken them four games to get six (laughs) goals total, never mind 40 minutes like they did uh, tonight in getting their six goals to make it six nothing for the Jets. They'd go on to a six two victory. Gentlemen, are you okay? The only thing I want to mention, uh, you know, before we wrap up the Betway game recap, I don't think we need to delve deep into the Red Wings two goals, but uh, Neil Pionk's play to break up the uh, potential penalty shot was a really good hustle yep. and a really good breakaway. defensive play. Sorry, a breakaway. Uh, really good hustle, really good defensive play by a guy who's taken a lot of slings and arrows, deservedly so, this season, but want to praise him when we have the opportunity to do so. This is one of those cases where he deserves some praise uh, for coming back and preventing a scoring opportunity. Of course, the Red Wings end up getting those two late goals. Ultimately, they don't matter too much. They just make it a, they just mean that the Jets win by tripling the Red Wings score as opposed to winning uh, by that six nothing margin. Uh, a very good effort, a complete game by the Winnipeg Jets, a team that was desperately in need of doing so. Before we go to break and come back for the second half shenanigans on this show, we want to make mention Craft Hockeyville voting is going on until tomorrow at 4 p.m. Central Time. St. Anne, Manitoba is in the running to host an NHL game and win $250,000. So if you haven't already done so, head over to Craft Hockeyville and vote for St. Anne, Manitoba hockeyville.craftcanada.ca craft craft hockeyville.ca uh, or that one as well. Both of them work to get to the webpage. We'll put a link in the comments as well right now. And they're going to announce the winner drew tomorrow uh, I think around 5. Okay, so it's not go. like you're going to have to wait. I mean, obviously we've been promoting it through Hockey Manitoba, right? I was doing some voting today, but uh, yeah, keep voting. You can it's unlimited, so you can literally sit there like I was sitting there at Hockey for All Center while we were running our POE programs, encouraging people to vote and also voting myself, basically like you'll vote 10 times, then you'll have to do the recapture. And then after a certain time, you have to log in again, but you can vote unlimited for as long as you want. And then we'll find out who wins tomorrow. So hopefully they get the the quarter million for the Maurice Chapu arena. So what you're saying, this is one of the more productive days of work that you've had in recent memory. I would say, yes, it was a very productive day. It was a fun day. I love to be out at the rink. Like most of the time I'm in the office, right? Mm -hmm. Just pushing paper. But uh, yeah, I like to to get out there. We had over, uh, over 200 kids on the ice today. 
Hey, good for you. I assume you wowed them all with tales of you scoring that uh, game uh, tying goal when uh, you were in Adam A3 playing yeah. for River Heights back yeah. in the day. And yeah. they were saying, it's weird because they're like, just like, why is this creepy guy with the beard talking to me? I just want my Gatorade. <laughs> That's right. Why is fake Santa telling us about his accolades from years ago? Why is he still around uh, in any event? There you hey, go. 28 years ago today, uh, Tommy Boy was released. So maybe. Uh, as he was doing his best Chris well, Farley impression. That was a very seminal movie for me. I mean, as you guys know, mm-hmm. Sandler, Farley. I mean, that's, well, not just for me. I mean, our generation. Spade. Spade. Um, yeah, David Spade, throw him in there. Well, I know, I'm just saying like, you know. Oh, I think you're talking about the movie specifically. Yeah, Sandler wasn't in that movie, but that era of, of SNL. Well, I, uh, I think, I don't think at any point in time would, when, you know, when that movie came out and when Adam Sandler, and you know, was sort of breaking onto the scene that any of us thought that we'd see him getting the Mark Twain Award uh, for humor. I from saw the, that. From the Kennedy Center, uh, from the Kennedy Center, like we did earlier this week. Since that so, movie, Adam Sandler has produced 425 movies. Uh, you know what? And he's made about $425 billion in doing yes. so. But actually, he's, you know what the best part is? All he says is, you know, he just wants to make movies with his buddies. So that's what he did. You know, yeah. if somebody's going to pay you to make movies with your yeah. friends, then, uh, then then why the hell not, right? Well, if you haven't seen That's My Boy, you're missing out. There you go. Much more to come. Shenanigans galore up next. Neck cracking video. Uh, we'll got some post-game comments from the Jets dressing room. Contests. We're about uh, almost an hour into the show. More anything, more everything. Don't go anywhere. It's the Illegal Curve post-game show. Not like we have a show tomorrow in like, you know, 12 hours. No, not like we have anything like that at all. More like 10 and a half hours. Don't be late, Dave. It's the Illegal Curve post-game show. We're live on our YouTube channel and all of our social media platforms. Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, John Stewart, Dennis Miller, Brad Garrett, the biggest acts and all the up-and-comers. They've all made their mark at Rumors Comedy Club, North America's longest-running independent comedy club. Rumors has kept Winnipeg laughing for over 25 years. When was the last time you laughed out loud? Make it a great night out with friends or book your office or birthday party, even a fundraising event at Rumors. Get all the details and dates on upcoming shows at RumorsComedyClub.com. He winds up. Oh, looks like Ezzy took that one right in the choppers. A blistering fast puck hurts like H-E double hockey sticks. That's why I let the pros at Linden Market Dental Center turn my yow into wow. Get your brilliant smile back with state-of-the-art restorative and cosmetic dentistry from real pros. And remember, always wear a mouth guard. Now that's solid on ice advice. Learn more at LindenMarketDentalCenter.com. Creating smiles for life. Whoa, Ezzy, everything okay? You look stressed. Of course I'm stressed. We're moving, the house is upside down, the kids failed miserably at packing the fine china, and my life is in chaos. Chaos! Yes, that does sound like a problem. What am I going to do? Ezzy, relax. Rolly's transfer moving and storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, one call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit Rollies.com and they will take it from there. Thanks, Dave. And thank you, Rollies Transfer Moving and Storage, online at Rollies.com. Dave, my man, why are you in the car already? It's hours until game time. Uh, Drew, it's because I'm stressed out right now, driving around downtown Winnipeg, looking for a parking spot, and I'm not finding one. I've lost Ginsburg. I don't even know where that guy is right now. Dave, haven't I taught you anything? Do what I do. 
pre-book your entire month's worth of game day parking with the Grid Park app. It's super easy to use and saves me both time and stress. Well, Drew, I'm not independently wealthy like you are. So I'm sorry that I don't have millions of dollars to pre-book my parking month in advance. What's that going to cost you? $25? How about five bucks? Come on, five dollars? No way. Five bucks. I'm not telling you a lie. And our listeners can get a free park with the new special promo code, Illegal Curve. Guess what? There's more. There's more, Drew. You're lying to me. What more could there be? Grid Park now has underground parking, so my car can stay warm during the game. So wait a second. Wait a second. All, All the driving around I do, looking for parking, minus 40. You're telling me I could be toasty warm in a car after the hockey game. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Underground parking. Just download the Grid Park app. That's G-R-Y-D Park. And use the code Illegal Curve. All one word. You'll park for free your first time. Hi, it's Drew from Illegal Curve here. Selling your home can be stressful, but it wasn't for me. Thanks to my friends at Zapia Group Realty, they made the process so easy. My home sold within 48 hours and with multiple offers. Zapia Group Realty took care of everything with their exquisite customer service and attention to detail. If you want to sell your home for more in less time, get started by talking to Frank and Mauro Zapia of Zapia Group Realty. Online at zapiagroup.com. For three generations and over 80 years, Tough Duck has been making apparel that works and plays as hard as the people who wear it. From jackets to work boots and everything in between, Tough Duck's clothing can handle the harshest environments, even the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Work to live, live to play. Visit toughduck.com. Hope you folks told took the over in the Flames Canucks game. <laughs> the Flames tied it up, uh, and then it took the Canucks all of 14 seconds to regain the lead. So it is now 4-3 Vancouver over Calgary late in the second period. The Canucks uh, have four goals on 12 shots. The Flames have three goals on 24 shots. Uh, I, I, you know, it's, so it's, I don't know. I'm going to double check who's in that. I would assume it'd be Markstrom. At least he probably started in that, whether or not he's still there or not. I couldn't tell you, but it's a, uh, not a goaltenders duo in uh, duel in Vancouver whatsoever. Four, three, the Canucks now leading. In that. He'd stop more pucks. Uh, it is uh, Markstrom in net for Calgary, and it's uh, Thatcher Demko in net for Vancouver. Well, so two but that's goalies. The, that's the story, Drew. As you know, yeah. we've talked about the Flames, right? Like scoring goals. You know, even though you'd like, you know, maybe Jonathan Hubert, for example, to be putting the puck in more. Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been the goaltending, right? Like it's been the defense and, and goaltending, which has really killed them. I mean, like the the fact that you can't, you know, lock down or, you know, prevent a few goals from the Canucks. Like it's not like you're playing the the '80s Oilers here, but that's been the issue. If, if the Flames end up missing the playoffs, that's what everybody's going to be talking about. Is you know Markstrom season and mm-hmm. you know how this Flames team. They just they can't hold on to a lead. They they just allow way too many goals. They certainly do. So we'll keep an eye on that. And of course, uh, much the result of that game will be discussed tomorrow on the Illegal Curve Hockey Show, 9 a.m. back here. We're going to be joined by Frank Saravelli in hour number one, 9.30 a.m. Central Time. Our good friend Frank Saravelli from Daily Faceoff is going to join us. And then in hour number two, Rennie himself. We're going to let him sleep in, make sure he's got that beauty sleep, make sure the hair is on full. He told me actually that he just wants to be referred to as the flow. 
The so don't call okay. him Sean Reynolds. Just call him. It looked good tonight, though. I will say. Yeah. The flow was in. Uh, in I will in say for Brad, for, I will say in, for Brad Bellamy's uh, um, benefit, it looked really good From in the, the press, press box. box. Yeah, exactly. Brent, I know. They, Hashtag they, humble brag. <laughs> you can go back in the chat if you want to see why Dave is uh, is calling out Brent for that. But uh, in any event, it's not calling about. I'm making notes. I, I wouldn't. I, I don't want to call out Brent. I'm just. I'm just making note. Making yes. note. I know you are right. We're just making note there. Uh, here's some of the post game comments. Uh, Rick Bonus, uh, pleased with Shifley, Con- Connor, and Wheeler all scoring. We've got a very tough opponent coming in here on Sunday with the Devil, so it's good to get those guys on the scoreboard. They've all had plenty of scoring opportunities over the last couple of weeks, and it just hasn't gone in. Uh, the pa- the puck had to go in for us. You need some breaks. Look at Mark's goal. All of a sudden, he's coming around the net. He knocks it in. It's there. We haven't had those breaks in a long time. Even that first goal, the tip, that being the Kyle Connor one, we haven't had that luck around the net in a long time. It was good to see. So Rick Bone is happy with his team's effort uh, about the team, the performance of the team without Josh Morrissey. Give those guys credit. DeMello had a great game. Neil Pionk, that's one of his best games. Brendan Dillon was really good. So was Dylan Sandberg. They all did their job and they all picked up the slack. Nikolai Ehlers with a funny comment about Dylan DeMello's goal. Quote, I mean, that was a snipe. That was pretty incredible. I think everyone was just looking at each other going, what the hell just happened? Uh, Continuing on, he's such a great guy off the ice and works hard every game on the ice. It couldn't have happened to a better guy. What does this what he does for this team is pretty huge. It's exciting for us. And I can only hope that Nikolai Ehlers was referencing Will Farrell's performance from old school uh, with his quote, uh, you know, because that, of course, is what, what just happened after Will Farrell goes off on the uh, on the uh, debate portion of that classic. I think Nick Ehlers blacked out, Drew. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think he blacked out watching Dylan DeMello snipe that goal, which I think was the fourth goal for the Winnipeg Jets tonight. Yeah. So a lot of good vibes around the team, a team that was in desperate need of good vibes, and they get it with their 6-2 victory tonight. Ezzy, tough duck, hardest hitting comment. Who's getting it for tonight's game? Yeah, lots of good comments as always. So we thank everybody uh, for commenting and sticking around with us uh, here as we uh, approach, what is it, about an hour and five minutes here. Yeah. Sent you the comment there, Drew. We're going to give it to Chris Jets fan. Uh, love this comment. I felt all of the players were trying tonight. It has, not, it has not looked that way for the last month or so. The national media was noticing too. Maybe that was the impetus for changed attitudes. And look at, I mean, Rick Bonus has called his team out before and, you know, they haven't responded with this type of effort. But I think this was different. After a really disappointing California road trip, uh, Friday night, you know, with the Red Wings in town, knowing that you've got a tough Devils team coming up on, on Sunday night. And then obviously, you know, we talked about it, Nashville and, and Calgary next week as the homestand continues, right? Like this is do or die time for the Jets. And without Josh Morrissey, right, you know, we would have been talking about, you know, Josh Morrissey a lot more if the Jets had lost this game or or hadn't played really well. But this was a convincing win. So I like that comment from Chris. Send me an email, Ezra at IllegalCurve.com. And with your mailing info and Tough Duck will send out a toque to you, even though it's going to be very nice this weekend, uh, you know, you still might have to use that toque for another few weeks. So there you go. Congratulations to Chris Jets fan. Get it I did see that. I did see that. I saw one guy predict that by mid-April we're supposed to be low 20. So I'm like, okay, well, that's good. And we mentioned this. I don't know if Drew, you were on that. I don't think, I think I want to mention it, but if the Jets do make the playoffs, we are yes. in discussion. Who was not Duck. on this? 
Top Doc will be, we will, we'll, we will be uh, giving away different apparel because obviously the season has changed and it's the playoffs. So we're going to be giving away something that's more for the spring slash summer. There you go. That'll be important. Now to the most important part yeah. of tonight's game. And we'll get to the... Uh, we'll well, Drew, get... why don't you... I, I would wait for this. Trust, just okay. trust me. You might want to wait. Let's just do the... Uh... The IC merch contest, and then we'll do that after. Okay, fine. We'll do the IC merch. Can contest. we not do the IC merch contest while just having that video on loop? <laughs> I'm sure that we can. The IC merchandise contest. If you haven't already done so, the way to enter is go to the drop down arrow on our YouTube channel. Click the link for the contest. If you can't find it on YouTube, go to our website, illegalcurve.com. Basically, any of uh, the articles on illegalcurve.com will have a link to the contest page where you enter in the unique code uh where you enter in the unique code for the illegal curve contest the unique code for tonight is in honor of the detroit red wings and their history with the winnipeg jets one dollar man is the unique code for the illegal curve contest tonight enter that and you may get your name drawn to win some great merchandise courtesy of us here at illegal curve so again the unique code for tonight one dollar man that is the code to enter to get 10 bonus entries into the illegal curve merchandise contest dave i'm going to put the name on the screen why don't you say who the winner of tonight you didn't uh, give the explanation though as to why the what the one dollar man uh oh sorry you're right of course that references the winnipeg jets and they're giving up on chris draper back in the day selling how many stanley cups did chris draper get drew more than more than more than one (laughs) yeah four four right four Exactly. Yeah, he was part of all of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, and another one of those legendary moves by former general manager uh, Mike Smith of the Winnipeg Jets did not work out so well making that decision uh, in any See, John Chan wanted to know. He said, what's the story behind $1 Man? Oh, well, there you go. The Winnipeg Jets sold, drafted Chris Draper, the Winnipeg Jets 1.0, of course. They developed Chris Draper. Then they gave up on Chris Draper literally and gave him to the Detroit Red Wings in exchange for $1. Uh, so that didn't work out well. If you uh, want to do some simple math, there the four Stanley Cups that Draper won were more than the part $1. of the famous grind line with Drew, who was on the grind line. Uh, oh boy, Azzy, you know uh, this. You know I don't. This. My brain is my brain number is twenty-five. Mushed. Remember t- twenty-five, number twenty-five, and I forget what number the other guy was. Eighteen, but. I think. 18, Kirk Maltby and Darren McCarty. Yeah. I was gonna. I, I knew McCarty. I just couldn't think yeah. of, of Maltby's name. Yeah. I knew it was McCarty, but I couldn't think of... Uh, of, of I thought you'd get that one for sure. Yeah, I just could Maltby's name did not come to my mind. That yeah. was the problem. We actually, we were sitting beside him years ago. I don't know if he's still a pro scout with the Red Where Wings. were Ezzy, where were we sitting beside him? <laughs> Brent, oh, oh sorry. Yeah, this is for Bells. We were, uh, Dave and I were up in the press box. Uh, with now, for the record, that was, Stanley that was, as that was when we were on the South side of the press. South side. Yep. Now we're on the North side. Uh, but anyways, yeah, we were talking to Kurt, super nice guy. Anyways. Yeah. That was Draper's line back in the day. What a career he had. There you go. Exactly. Right. And the winner of the contest, Dave, M, I'm putting it on the screen. You make the announcement. Drum roll, please. Neil Barry. Neil Barry is the winner of the 
IC merch contest. So congratulations, Tyson's brother. Neil. Yeah, <laughs> younger brother. And then, so uh, well done for Neil. And I know that a lot of folks have been getting their stuff and are happy with their stuff. More folks are going to be getting their stuff this week. And don't worry if you haven't gone it. It's slowly but surely getting out to some folks. And like I said, I had a great chat with uh, with Joe from Winnipeg. And uh, we actually had to do, I had to do a trade for one of the, uh, with one of our contest winners because they won a jersey, but they ended up choosing an illegal uh, curve hoodie. An illegal curve hoodie. Wow. We, happened at, we had an illegal curve hoodie. And so uh, the they chose, they went with the illegal curve hoodie. I mean, I don't disagree. I think that was a great choice. And then um, I think, well, that was Tom. You've also I offered got, them girl guide cookies. <laughs> I did. I offered them your girl guide cookies, cookies as he not, not mine, because I, I want to eat those ones. But you should know with, better than to put me in possession of cookies that you want to eat, Dave. That's just going to be a recipe for disaster I know, for you. I know. That's all. Well, I haven't paid you yet. So I can't I'm, wait I'm, till I'm, I get those cookies from Bailey because I'm going to rage eat those cookies like nothing I've ever rage ate before. I'm not even okay. touching that one. <laughs> Not a chance. Just no, no, no good can come out of <laughs> dealing with that comment at all. Uh, let's go to our more important content to wrap up tonight's show. Reminder, the Illegal Curve Hockey Show, 9 a.m. tomorrow back here on our YouTube channel. Lots of Jets talk coming your way. Two hours worth of it. This gentleman, uh, and I want to say that I want him to be clear. We are not making fun of this gentleman. This gentleman, as far as I'm concerned, is a hero and deserves all the accolades in the world no. because he, what he does here is something that I couldn't imagine doing and not end up hospitalized. So the fact he's able to do this with the amount of torque that he does it with is just... Hold on, did you slow this down? No, I'm just playing it off of oh, uh, my I second you, screen. I thought you edited it here for... No, uh... I didn't. I did not edit yeah. it. If you want, Dave actually put it to music. Uh, so you can check out the music version on our uh, on our uh, Twitter feed. I couldn't play the music version here uh, be due to uh, copyright uh, reasons. Somebody texted Dave, uh, Matt Liang, who listens to the show, and it's his cousin. Well, we want to interview him. Tell Matt, Dave, uh, uh, Dave to get in touch with us. This gentleman deserves all of the praise that he yes. can get. Because this, I mean, this guy deserves to be to be famous. This is like, remember when David Letterman used to do stupid human tricks on, on the Late Show with David Letterman? That This would qualify as one of those stupid human tricks, I believe. This is incredible. I mean, I, I, like, does he not have neck ligaments? Like, what, what is happening in this video that, the, you know, I demand to know more information about how he's able to do this without... Uh, being phased by it at all it's really incredible i wish i had the mo neck mobility that he has like i feel like after doing that you would you would feel much, so much more relaxed i don't know how you're going to feel but what whatever like he seems like this is obviously something this isn't for an amateur to do like you can't pull this off if you haven't already done this once twice or 500 times in your life but look how he's just jabbing at that neck it's yeah. like i mean this is something that I, I would hope he's a trained professional he's got great facial hair too i gotta say yes uh, there's no question about that but i mean the neck movement is something that is just out of this world so if, if we if we can get in touch with this gentleman we'd like to speak with him and, oh, and to do do because well here we go do you you asked for it you got it we got matt oh, wow. we got and we matt. got will we There's really Matt. Really I don't care. Okay, go, go in the front, then, boys. If you go to the point, cut your neck for the camera. 
So there you go. You got Matt, and we got Matt. This is Matt's cousin, Will. And there goes Will. <laughs> we had him. We had them briefly. We had them briefly on. If we can get Will on, we'll we'll get him back on. Maybe remove his neck. Drew, now his neck thing is making me uncomfortable. Let's uh, let's get these guys back on. I don't on, think that we'll... they knew that they were they were live there, Dave. Fake? Were they fake live? Well, I'm just not sure. I don't think they were they were, they weren't talking to us. So I'm not Do sure we... what that so, was. So hang on. What what's his name? His name is Will. His name's Will. So get so, him back on. Text message Matt and say. I, come I back think on. they I think they might be imbibing tonight a little well, bit. Well, they were they were drinking, but the point was, I mean, who cares? It was funny. I thought it was you know, I mean, we had Spencer jump on and look, I mean, this is this is very similar to when we had uh when we had um the Sackers. We need, we need a full interview with Will. Yeah, you're right. That that, that is like the heritage classic sacking video. Twenty thousand plus YouTube views. Yeah, exactly. So, that's that, that actually what it, it, in little known fact it actually got illegalcurve.com back in business. <laughs> the video, yes. I mean that that was so are are we bringing them back on? What's happening here? Yeah, well, they're back on. Will. Will yeah, can you Will. hear us? <laughs> well, what does your cousin think about all this attention? You're on the illegal Will, curve post game show, can, boys. What's up? Play, like tonight. Like every other night, fucking from next week. Always if they play like tonight, but how often? But how often do they play like tonight? But how how? Are you guys in Bar Italia? It's really dark there. We can't we can't hear you guys. It's too loud in here. But we say Will says the Jets need to keep playing the way that they did tonight. They need to play better defense. Be better. My beer. Okay. You never know what's going to happen on the Illegal Curve Post Game Show. There you go. A lot better. What's up, boys? How was your neck? Will, 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 can you? That's how they got to play. That's how they got to fucking play right now. Can Will, can Will tell us how to stretch like that with his neck? Yeah, Will, how is your neck? How do you do that with your neck, Will? Will, they want to know how your neck was. No, his neck. Yeah, how do you do that with your neck, Will? Hello? Okay, you got it. But no, I'm serious. Seriously. Like, look, I love Will. You, Will, you rule. I love out. you, man. I don't know what you said. Your, but, your neck, you. Will. How is you. your neck? What? Your How's neck? your neck? I, I was sleeping on an airplane for a long ass time. And so I was like, it hurt. I don't <laughs> Will, you have provided us, you have provided us with a lot of joy and entertainment tonight. Thank you, my friend. Do you know that you were on TV with doing your neck exercise? Do you know that you were on TV? I did not know at that time. No. <laughs> Sacrifice a life for a win. It hit the group chat right away. Let's just put it that way. Okay, good. All right, well, thanks, Matt. We appreciate it. We're yeah, glad to we see that you guys. you're up and thanks you're doing okay. We'll let us. you get on thanks, with your guys. night, thanks, guys. guys. Thank thanks, you. Appreciate it, Matt. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, Will. Night, Will. Man, that guy rules. You know what? There's nothing better. There is nothing better. As soon as as soon as Ezzy and I were sitting on that couch watching that game, just 
the, the insanity. We knew we had something. We knew we, we, knew had, we had something. something. Yeah. We knew we had something. And then the best was I got a message from Matt on our Illegal Curve Instagram saying that he was going to be, uh, that's his cousin, and that he was going to meet him. And so, Drew, I, I like that. That's why I said do this after because he was going to be a few more minutes. Okay. And then I was like, I was like, I didn't want to tell you. I just kind of wanted to bring I him on. So a spinoff here, show here, boys. I think we got yeah. something. So, uh, you know what? Look, like when, when, like, as he said, during the 2010, uh, I think it was 2010, um, illegal curve. No, sorry. 2010 heritage classic. When we were watching metric who was playing the uh, halftime show or whatever it was, they were, and all of a sudden I'm watching it. And they boost. What? Well, it is an IC exclusive, but the point is that uh, not only did, so we saw the sacker, then we had the sacker and the sacky on the illegal curve hockey show. So, you know, look, sometimes we talk hockey. Sometimes we talk about God knows what. And then every once in a while, we get a one-on-one exclusive yeah. with an internet celebrity. This is like, like here's Morgan and Connie. Like Will, like Will. So just uh, thanks, Will, for being a good sport. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for Matt for getting in touch with me. And uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the uh, the insanity that is the illegal curve. Send me Matt's number. Show. I want to party with Will tonight. <laughs> a big thank you to all of you for joining us on this post-game show. We remind Woo! you that the illegal curve hockey show comes your way tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. So uh, rest up because we'll be back in just about 10 hours' time. We want to say a big thank you to all the sponsors of the illegal curve who make the post-game show, the Saturday show, and the website a possibility. Our friends at Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club, Linden Market Dental Center, Zapia Group Realty, Betway, Tough Duck, Boston Pizza, Seagram's, Rolly's Transfer, Grid Park, and The Keg support these fine businesses because of their continued support of illegal curve hockey. Winnipeg Jets win 6-2, but that's secondary to the fact that we got in touch with Will and Matt and spoke to neck-cracking guy. We'll be back at 9 a.m. tomorrow. You can't call him neck-cracking guy. He's Will. Will the neck-cracking guy. The neck-cracking guy. <laughs> Yeah, he was a member of the IC Whack Pack. Yeah, Will the Neckcracker is 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 his name. Thanks to everybody for joining us. Dave Manuk's in the top right, Ezra Ginsburg's in the bottom middle. Until tomorrow morning at nine a.m. I'm Drew Mandel, and we wish you good night and good luck. And thanks for watching the Illegal Curve post game show. Thanks for listening to this broadcast from Illegal Curve Hockey. For more great Illegal Curve content, subscribe to the Illegal Curve YouTube channel. Follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, IllegalCurve.com.